This is News Talk. And as you would imagine, Sophie Tusk on Duplantier's murder dominating many of the front pages today. We'll begin with the Irish Examiner. Uh, it seems a lot of people welcoming this cold case review. So if you read the Irish Examiner, the son of murdered French filmmaker Sophie Tusk on Duplantier says he hopes a full cold case review of her murder will finally bring her killer to justice. Pierre spoke out yesterday after Gardy confirmed that the case will be subjected to a full review by the Garda Serious Crime Review her son was just 15 when his mother was battered to death at her holiday home near Skull in West Cork and he said that this new review could be Ireland's opportunity to bring this tragic story to an end. The Irish Independent says that new witnesses are key to the probe. Uh, also improvements in DNA testing are prompting Gardaí to launch this cold case review and the move keeps alive the prospect of a trial in the 26-year-old case. Detectives have examined potential new evidence over the past year and they've also interviewed a number of possible witnesses, many in the wake of two high-profile documentaries on the case by Sky TV and Netflix, which of course hammers home the point that there's just so much interest in this case. And now Gardaí are going to conduct a full review. It's the third such review in 20 years. The Irish Daily Mirror, new Sophie Probe, the Garda Cold Case Unit, carrying out a full review uh, of Sophie Tusk on Duplantier's murder in a bid to finally catch her killer. And the Irish Sun cold case cops to revisit Sophie murder. Uh, Ian Bailey has vowed to cooperate with the investigation, as you heard on our news there at six o'clock. And they hope new DNA tech will help find who killed the filmmaker. On to other stories on the front pages. The Irish Times, uh, more about the budget, which is scheduled to take place in October. Although the Irish Times says pressure is mounting now for an early budget in September instead. The budget could be brought forward by up to a month by the government as it faces significant pressure from the opposition about the cost of living crisis. The coalition was preparing for a major budgetary package to be announced in October, but now the Irish Times can confirm that discussions are underway at a senior level to bring the announcement forward to September. Now, we did say this, I said this recently here on Breakfast Briefing, that there's no way that never mind the opposition, there's no way backbench TDs can go back to their constituencies every weekend, constituents telling them about the cost of living and how they're struggling, and then for the answer from that TD to be we'll do something in October, because constituents are going to say, well that's not good enough, we need something now, we need something sooner, so you've that pressure coming from your own backbench TDs and then you've all of the opposition pressure as well and multiple sources now saying to the Irish Times that the government is giving consideration to holding the budget earlier, most likely in late September, potentially the last week of September. Last year, the budget was announced on October 12th. So all we can say is watch this space. Still a while to go, of course, until the end of September if people are looking for measures to try and alleviate the cost of living. Uh, staying with the cost of living, the Irish Daily Mail, families are struggling to put food on the table. Calls have been made for the government to issue food vouchers for those in need. And one TD, this is Sinn Féin's Claire Curran, she's told the Irish Daily Mail that some people are treating food food as a discretionary item and parents are skipping their dinner to ensure that their children can eat, uh, which is a frightening um, 
scenario in 2022, but clearly this is what Claire Curran is hearing from her constituents. Uh, and also we know about the cost of living because if you look at the front of the Irish Daily Star, we're described as the basket case of Europe. Irish shoppers are stumping up nearly a fifth more than the Eurozone average for food and double the average for booze. Dairy, bread and oils are between 20 and 25% dearer. Uh, the only positive, if you like fish, I don't like fish myself, but if you like fish, the good news is fish is cheaper in Ireland than in other EU countries. But apart from that, Irish shoppers paying far more for food and drink. Now, you may be aware, uh, if you're on the road this morning, of these changes on the M7 in Tipperary, where they have the new average speed safety camera systems. They've been in place since the end of April. And in the examiner, we're told that dramatic increases have been recorded in the proportion of motorists who stay within the 120 kilometre per hour speed limit on the M7 in Tipperary since the average speed cameras were put in. New figures show that 96% of motorists now comply with the legal speed limit and that was just 59% in 2016. So if that was a trial on the M7 in Tipperary, you would imagine that they're going to bring in the average speed safety cameras in other parts of the country because it's clearly working very, very well and people, excuse me, people feel that it's a fairer system than sort of catching you at one particular point where you're going over the speed limit. If they detect your average speed, you might have a better chance and people might drive more safely. So it looks like it's very, very successful on the M7 in Tipperary. Uh, Interesting story on the Irish Daily Mail. There is money to be made in having graves because a man who bought his grave plot, this is a very morbid story now for six in the morning, but a man who bought his grave plot for 200 quid in 1992 has seen its value rocket up to 6,200 euro. Paul Murphy bought his grave when he was 25, but now he's looking to sell the plot. He's advertising it as a four-seater with road frontage and he's going to make an awful lot of money because he's now decided he wants to be cremated instead of buried. So 200 quid, it's now worth 6,200 euro and the mail says he's dead set on the sale after 30 years. I wasn't aware that a plot was so expensive. Apparently, €3,100 for a grave in Dublin and then a premium of 100% is added onto the plot when it's purchased prior to a funeral. So it potentially increases the cost to €6,200. Awful lot of money. If you're interested in buying the grave plot, it's in Dardistown Cemetery in Santry and he describes the grave as lovely. Now, interesting one also in the mail... Uh, And we hear an awful lot about wolf whistling. Some places are bringing in laws to outlaw wolf whistling by typically builders in the past. But Amanda Holden says that she loves getting wolf whistled from builders. And uh, she said that she enjoys being tooted at by builders and she hopes that she's still getting wolf whistled in this when she's in her 70s. This will certainly get people talking. Some women clearly, like Amanda Holden, enjoy being wolf whistled. Others are really, really upset by it. But she says uh, that she's quite a fan of it and she likes being wolf whistled uh, when she's out with her dog. The Daily Telegraph tells us a case of do as I say, not as I do when it comes to Prince Charles because obviously he's known as being very, very green. Didn't he set up a whole town in the UK um, the Duchy of Cornwall there, his private estate and they're very, very ambitious when it comes to climate change. However, 
The news this morning is that Prince Charles took more than 20 private flights last year, including several helicopter visits within the UK to avoid being stuck in traffic. And in one case, he took a helicopter for a 70-mile trip from London to get a chartered flight there. So there we go. Big, big fan of uh, addressing climate change, but he's also taking private flights around the UK to not get stuck in traffic. Final story, staying with flying comes from the Times of London. If you are getting on a plane and you're fed up with having to sit in the cramped seats, well, there's good news because economy class air travellers will be able to stretch out in the future. New Zealand's national airline is introducing bunk bed style sleeping pods on long haul flights. And this is for all of us at the back of the plane in economy. It's not for first class. We'll all be able to get on bunk beds uh, in what Air New Zealand describes as a world first, which I really, really like the sound of, I have to say. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk.